It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and uh, Pella Doors. You know, a new door, a new set of windows can do a lot of things for you. Be the talk of the town, be the talk of the neighborhood. It can change the look, feeling, the vibe of your home. Plus, it can do things like add value to your home and make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Plus, the people of Pella, fantastic. They are second to none. So now is the time. Literally right now. Do it right now. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with the good folks at Pella. Check them out online. PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And i uh, got to tell you about my good friends at Runza. It's that time of year with it being October. The weather's starting to change a little bit. You know what that means. Chili and cinnamon rolls, baby. The best sweet and spicy combo to hit the Midwest since, oh, I don't know, Greg and Doug McDermott or, you know, Scott Frost, Matt Davison. I mean, you could go uh, in a couple of weeks and we talk about Adrian Martinez and Omar Manning. I mean, it, the combo is fantastic. And what you got to do with the chili and cinnamon rolls, you're going to have to alley that cinnamon roll from your left hand to your right hand, dunk it in the homemade chili, and there's nowhere that does it like Runza. So get there today, get your chili and cinnamon roll game right, and tell them your friend, Nick Ba, sent you. All right, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, make sure you are... Subscribe to the pod. Just click that subscribe button. And while you're there, give a five-star rating and review. Uh, it all helps. And uh, again, I, I'm going to tell you as much as possible. I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast, interacting with the podcast, telling a friend to tell a friend to listen to the podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. And like I said, it's officially October. I mean, Husker football is just around the corner. The team has started practicing in pads. Uh, it's close. So I wanted to get Bo Root here, and I wanted to talk some Husker football. And I wanted to bounce my top 10 most important Huskers list uh, off of Bo. And a very interesting exercise to do. There are a lot of different ways to frame it and look at it. And uh, it's a very interesting discussion that Bo and I had on all these different Huskers. And it kind of gives you another window into the football team. So let's get to it. Here is me and former all big 12 linebacker, Bo Root discussing my top 10 most important Huskers list for the 2020 season. Enjoy. All right. It is, uh, it's October and uh, Bo Root's here. And what's fun about this, Bo, is we got to start like, now we're still gonna be doing our Husker classic recaps up until the 24th, but like we got to start really changing our mindset and thinking about the 2020 Nebraska football team. And it's been like, you know, you we had all these storylines in our head, but you got to start kind of getting those things. Like it's all you almost need like a, you know, it's you know when you watch uh you, you watch those shows on Netflix and they give you like the previously on Breaking Bad. I need one of those. I need like a previously on Nebraska football. Like I need one of those right. Oh my Manning in here from uh, Kilgore, Texas, coach. I'm ready to go. Uh, all right, Omar, you're gonna be with the receivers. Go over there. Can someone kick a field goal? And Martinez is hurt. And Nebraska, look. Like, we need, like, a, we need something. We need a previously recap. That's McCaffrey, what we, need. we need you to push Martinez this year. I can do yeah. it, coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can do it. But, so there's a lot of different ways to do this. The one thing I wanted to start with, as we're going to ramp up to the season, 
the 10 most important Huskers. Now, important is a word that makes people kind of go cross-eyed where it's like, well, how do we value? Because some people, you even text me this and it's a good reminder. It's like important doesn't necessarily mean best. Yes. We're not just saying the 10 best players on the team. This is a combination. I wrote down like raw talent. Like, yes, there is like a combination. But, like you don't want to go like, I actually think Cade Warner is going to need to, you know, <laughs> like you, you know, you, you have to, it's, there's raw talent importance and value or value to winning and then kind of what's behind them or what's needed from that position group. Yeah. And kind of fair. Yeah. I think there's kind of what there's areas that we've been lacking that I think that, that are, are kind of hot button spots that everyone's looking at too. So, okay. Full, uh, full honesty here. You don't, I I said, let's, I, I wrote down my 10 most important Huskers list. You have to come and just react. Yep, I don't know what's on this. So list. you might, after everyone, say you're an idiot, or you might completely agree with me. Let's work in reverse order. Number 10, whoever the kicker is. I'm not even sure who it is right now. I don't know who. It's not Barrett Pickering. It's I not can tell you Pickering. that. I can tell you that. Lieutenant Kicker is not going to be shaving his sideburns. Did he uh, Did he get deployed? Uh, he might have got deployed. I'm not totally sure what's happened to, to, to Lieutenant Kicker. But... At number 10, and also whoever the kicker is. And yeah. honestly, it matters. Like the the inability to make field goals and the domino effect of that in you look at Nebraska's red zone offensive numbers and their inability to put points on the board, a lot of that stems from your play calling changes when you know you have a terrible kicker and you have no faith in your kicker's ability to make a field goal. So we look at Nebraska over the last handful of years, while they're, you know, they've they've won four games and and they've struggled, you know, and so like they're they're closer than you think in some of these games, and having a good kicker makes a difference. It, it's like I think we've talked about this before where we said easily at a minimum one to two games that a good kicker was worth that to us these last yeah. two years. Uh, this last year even. So, I mean, a kicker could be worth even more than that if he's good enough. Where we've – I mean, last year was such a a cluster at that position that, like, it cost us one to two games for sure. I think – I heard – I think it was on Sportsman kind of gave this stat. I'm probably butchering it. It was some to the effect of over the last two seasons, Nebraska's 6-12 in games decided by uh, – or maybe 3 and. They're like they're they have the worst record in games decided by seven points or less. Yes. I can't remember what the exact number was, but the point is in close games, field goal kicking matters over the course of the game or just in the fourth quarter, being able to step up and make a kick. Well, I think two things: one, making more kicks, and then two, you you can choose to kick from farther out with a good kicker, where instead you you might go you have to it. go yeah. for it or you have to punt. Right? Those are the things that we've had to we've had to default to instead of being able to say, let's just kick the ball. And the way I'm kind of, I should have said, the way I'm kind of framing this is like at the, if at the end of the season, so on December 19th or whatever it is that the final game of the season, if we can look back and say these 10 guys, like that guy had a good season, that guy had a good season. Yeah. I think Nebraska going to have a good season. Like I think on December 19th, if we are looking at each other, like, you know what, a good year, Nebraska field goal kicker was money this yeah. year. So that's at number 10. Number nine. This might be the first shocker for some people that he's not higher. I'm going to put Luke McCaffrey at nine. 
And putting him at nine is probably a window into how I see the quarterback situation. I still think Martinez is the guy. In fact, Mac Lubick said as much that Martinez is the starter, but McCaffrey's getting reps with the one. And I'm not I do think there is some semblance of an open competition. I just think that Martinez is gonna win the job, but I gotta put him on this list because they're telling me it's an open competition and Bo. Martinez has an injury history here. Yeah. And so history would tell me that whether it's because Martinez struggles or he gets hurt, McCaffrey's going to play this year potentially at some point. I think I I wouldn't necessarily... pushing I mean, back? Well, I'm going to push, push back, back a little. So here's, here's why. Um, normally, I think any backup quarterback makes your top 15, maybe. I'll give you the potential for a top 10 because Martinez has gotten hurt each of his two years. So then, then that position is, is the most important position on the right. field, right? So that's the most, so I'll, I won't, I'm going to push back a little just cause it's a backup position, but it's quarterback. So um, I'm not going to fight you too hard. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, because of the injury history and the fact that they are telling you that it's an open competition. I, I like, don't think that's the, I think Martinez is I, so going do I, to, but I'm just saying that there's a chance in a scenario where, like I, and, yeah. you know, I, I, that's I think there's not a scenario where he plays. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and then it becomes that much. Then it more becomes. Important. Then he. Then he. Guess who becomes the reason? Also, about him number ten is because if he's starting, guess who becomes number one? The Luke McCaffrey. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to be number one in some scenario, I think you, I would have liked if he would have been ten. And the kicker. Goes I, I to see. I sit right before we started. I said, let me make one change here. I, put, I slid in the kicker at number ten. I I'm slid him in. Okay. okay. At number eight, the next shocker. I think I that I that people will have here. I think people are going to hate my list. People are going to turn off this pod. And be like bad list. We're going for shock value. We're going shock. We're shock jocks here. Um, at safety, Deontay Williams. Actually, according to people around the program, one of Nebraska's better defensive players. And people got to remember, he got hurt in the first game last year, and I'm pretty sure he got hurt in the first quarter. Of the first game last year. He did. I, I've heard he's arguably our best defensive I've back. heard the same thing. I've heard really good things about him. Yeah, I, I, everybody says that when he went down last year, that that caused more of an issue in our defense than just about anything the rest of the year. That, that, that guy right there was kind of, You don't want to say he was the heart of the defense, but he might have been like... He was for sure the heart of the secondary. Yeah, so... I think with the way football's played now, even though the Big Ten is a lot more, you know, you have your Iowa and Wisconsin's that are lining it up and running at you. Like the reality is, you safety has become a position of extreme importance that you got to be able to fit into the run game, be sure tackler. You got to be able to obviously be solid in in defending the pass. I I think Deontay Williams is a pretty important player this year. Yeah. So I got it number eight, Deontay Williams. At number seven, I got Cam Jurgens, center. Again, according he doesn't like it. He's squirming, folks. According to I, I'm gonna def, sometimes you have to default to what the coaches say. The coaches always talk about his big time potential, great athlete. And you also have to remember it was the first last season was the first time in his entire life he had ever played center 
You hope he takes a big step this year. That athleticism—he—he's not swimming in it mentally. He's not thinking about getting his snaps down and not yeah. snapping it over the head. And then he can utilize his potential and athleticism to just be good. I—I I feel like there are a handful of guys on the line. I feel pretty good about that. I feel like are going to have whether it's Farniak or whoever they're going to—they're going to have a good year. Jurgens to me is one of those guys. Like if at the end of the year, like Cam Jurgens had a great year, a really yeah. good year. You need him to take a step. You you squirmed. Tell me why you squirmed. I, I don't know if I was squirming because I didn't like the the position. Let's. I, I think I I was squirming because I was thinking about his snapping, and how big of a deal an issue that was. And it it was a. I think that snapping changed some of the dynamic for our season. Oh, totally agree. Some of the bad. So I think almost he deserves to be up in that top ten for the importance of handling the ball like he does. And if you're operating out of the gun all yeah. the time and it's almost, he's, he's important because of his own mistakes last year, which is a weird, yeah, that reason. Is a weird yeah, like I, I think saying, he's though. there because you're like, well, his snaps weren't great and he's important, but like it was almost his own making. So that's where we have important. Doesn't mean you're the, the best player in the team. I, he is important though. I think, the ball handling's a big deal. That that needs to be better this year. I think the dude is going to be a good player. That's my again. I don't. My I, thought. I, I, I. The coaches always talk about his athleticism, his potential, all those sorts of things. I think if I just think again, if you frame it from on December nineteenth, if we're all saying you're not a good year, Cam Jurgens had a good year. I think that bodes well for the quarterback settling in, for the whole offensive line performing at a high level. So at number seven, I got Cam Jurgens. At number six, as I'm just as the more I'm reading this list, I should have like. I should have maybe slept on this list. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> At number six. Whew, I got Diedrich Mills. That's six. He should be higher. But because of some major voids in some certain areas and because of some position groups who have woefully underperformed, I... I moved him to number six. And you'll, I think he finished the season strong, and Nebraska needs a real player there. So, so he, here's where I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue if that he should be higher. Who's playing that? If he gets hurt, who's playing if he's not in there? Good question. I mean, I don't know if it's Ronald Tompkins or Old Boy. Who's Old Boy that played at Rutgers for a little bit last year? Was it Rutgers or Maryland? Who'd they that play? was Tompkins. No, that was uh, Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson. Yeah, so, was, so to me, it's like our running back stable is like there's some talent in there, all really young. Nobody is even like a clear, even in the ballpark, second right now to me. It looks like it's Mills and then a big gap, a big gap, and then a bunch of young guys that have potential that are not immediate, like for sure contributors, right? So, I think Mills should arguably be higher. I think that I, the one thing I've always thought, and this isn't anything against running backs, I think it's easier to find production there as a backup than it is in maybe some other positions that I'm going to lay out. Okay. And at the end of the day, if Code Red, guess you can slide back there. That's what I I don't want. I don't want Wandale there at a full time. I mean, that to me. That damages our team if he I agree. Has I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a scenario where you can put a good player there. Yeah, and that and that's why I'm saying there's a, and we'll see who's in front of him. But I almost lean he could be higher because, um, because then all of a sudden then that wide receiver position becomes like, well, who's there then? Right? You know. So right. 
that's that's a the domino game and uh, I think like I said there's I always look for the positions there's like who's behind if there's a nice stable behind I feel better the importance becomes maybe less and he's a guy where I go the importance is high because he, there's not a ooh who's Luke McCaffrey we like Luke McCaffrey he know? was the guy that I squirmed the most at where I arrived at putting him okay I didn't I didn't love where I put him but I also said out loud at the next two guys that if you put them above these two guys, then I'm going to have like a surplus of offensive guys. And there are two big positions that need answers. Okay. So at number five, I'm going to put Caleb Tanner because to me, you have to pick someone from that linebacking core in particular, that outside linebacking core has to step up has to play better whether it's jojo doman whether it's it's caleb tanner or whoever or the ultimate just, warrior or the ultimate <laughs> warrior yes i love uh, it i got caleb tanner there because both someone ha- we on december 19th we need to do a podcast where we're talking about an outside linebacker or a linebacker period that elevated their game and had a good season yeah, and so, i'm gonna so put here, caleb tanner here's what's hard about this list is most important and this guy almost falls into like um, the most needed to improve and and play well, which is I, I don't think I don't even know for sure if he's going to start. Right? We don't right. know if that guy's for sure going to start. He probably will. I think the hard part is we don't know for sure though. Like you know, he he played some last year. It right. was like you know, but he didn't. I don't know. It, it this is a hard one. Like to me, it's like I don't know. I don't know what his impact's going to be. Where I think uh, Deontay Williams, like I know he's out there every play. Cam, I know Cam's there. Mills is going to be our guy. I don't know that this is our guy yet. That's the only hard part. True. I didn't know. I was like, I I was going to put. It's almost like kicker, like just outside linebacker. That's right. I wanted to cop out and be like, because it was between him and JoJo Doman. And I feel like to a certain extent, JoJo Doman, like I feel like JoJo's kind of, I don't think JoJo's a great player, but JoJo's kind of proven that I at least I have a sense of what he's going to give me. He has a position though. He's going to play his sort of nickel hybrid, right? Sort of outside backer nickel spot. That's that's his spot. Like, and that, I, that's where like I think he has a spot. Tanner, I don't know that he's really solidified. I'm the dominant starting outside linebacker. Where that's where I don't know if I put you on the list there because you haven't solidified. That so who maybe. would you if you had to pick one linebacker? Who would you pick? I would probably pick him or that that new guy Nico Cooper, just because I'm I, I and I don't know if he's any good. I just literally he came in, he like kind of looks the part. Yeah, but you'd probably go Tanner. The problem is, is I don't feel good about him being a a, a guaranteed guy that's going to be around all year. I will say, doing this list, and and you know you can not that this means anything. Doing this list made me a little more apprehensive about the season that Nebraska is going to have because you're putting guys on this list that haven't done a damn thing. That's the pro. That's the problem. Is you know, but but you know, if you extrapolate it, I'm, there's one guy I left off this list that I'm, I don't feel good about that has probably proven more than than a lot of these other guys. But and and that's Cam Taylor Britt. I left yeah. Cam Taylor off my top ten. He'd be eleven for me. Uh, but that that's what's hard about this is Nebraska doesn't have a lot of known tangible sink your teeth into. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, other than Wandale Robinson. Who can you just take to the bank? All right, let's take a quick break to talk about my good friends at Runza. Boy, did uh, this last read explode on social media. 
because I have uh, let you into a top secret menu item that has really blown everybody's mind. Did you know at Runza, you can get anything on a Runza sandwich? Like, I love a cheese Runza, but if I wanted to, I could get pickles on it or mustard. I could put some more onions in that bad boy. I could put some fries in there. It's anything in the kitchen within reason you can ask for, and they'll add it. Again, I'm a cheese Runza guy, but next time I stop in, I think I'm going to throw some some pepper jack cheese on that bad boy. Maybe even some french fries on it as well. I mean, you can do whatever you want within reason because every Runza is made to order. They all start as an original with no toppings, and they can add the toppings when you order, and boom, you got a custom Runza sandwich. You can't beat it. So that's, once again, the super secret menu item from my friends at Runza. The build your own Runza. Get into Runza today. Get one that's just for you, and tell them Nick Baugh sent you. And while we're here, let's talk about Pella windows and doors. Here's the thing. Putting in you know, some new windows or a new door, it, it's really exciting but sometimes you don't even know where to begin. Let me help you out. First of all, you you got to go with Pella. That's obvious. And with going with Pella, there are a couple of directions you can go to start. You can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You'll get a Pella expert out to sit down with you, look at your home, and they're going to be able to get a Tom Osborne-esque game plan for you that fits your budget, your wants, and your needs. That's one option. Or option number two, you can head out to the showroom. The showroom is really cool. Sometimes it actually helps to kind of see the window or see the door, feel it, open it, close it to get a better feel of exactly what you're putting into your home. So the showroom is also a great place to start as well. Any direction you go to start, just know that Pella can 100% provide window and door solutions to any home. Check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Back to the podcast. So I guess that's my point. My point know. is what's interesting about doing this list is you find out there's a lot of guys that have a lot to prove. Yeah. And, you know, even though you have a lot to prove, that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily take away from your importance, you know? like, And that's yeah. where I, I think there are a lot of, again, this is why it's such a weird exercise to do is because you could ask 10 it's Husker best, fans. It's it's, it's more Like, I think the way I tried to kind of look at this is like if I'm the staff, if I'm having wings and beer with Chenander and Frost and all these guys, and we're all sitting there like, who do we think needs to, if like, yeah, I, I who think, do we think needs okay. to have a good year? That That's the hard part, and I think we should, yeah, we should keep keep on that path, is who do we need? Because, of course, Hymas is better than Cam Jurgens, But I also think there's an element of, like, I know what Hymas is going to do. And you, you know, know like, if, if you're Cam, asking Frank Vogel going know, to the NBA Finals, yeah. like, well, LeBron's the most important, but, like, if we can get Rondo and Danny Green to make shots, like, we kind of know what... Yeah, like, Cam Taylor, I think why Cam Taylor Britt slid down the list is not because he's not up there as one of our best players. He is. It's he's almost like a known quantity, and his ceiling might not be that much higher. It's kind of a good known, right? Yes. It's good known, so you're important, but like we're talking about what's the most important thing right now that we need to see get better. That's right? it. Yeah, because okay. if we're if we're doing it, like if we now would slide over and do the ten best players on the team, then I think Cam Taylor's on that list. Yeah. Yep, Brendan Hymas is on that list. Yep, it's a little different, uh, different thing. I know we're kind of getting we're, we're getting the weeds, but this is good. But this, this is, is interesting good. to think about. So at number five, I got Caleb Tanner. At number four, same school of thought. It's a big void on that D line. The Davis twins are gone. Who yeah. is old boy from Okie State? Uh, Darian Daniels. Darian Daniels yeah. is gone. 
a lot of dudes that, I mean, the Davis Twins are making a little splash in the NFL here and sticking on a roster. Darian Daniels was a grad transfer, 300-pounder, space eater. I put Ty Robinson. I think uh, that's a see that's a good pick because he he's the he's the future of that D line who has to step immediately up. step up this year. Yes, I, I think he's a guy to me that I would feel comfortable saying there's clear talent there. Yes, there's clear like real real like big time talent. Um, but he's he's got to go do it. You know, they're maybe gonna have to put him in the microwave and say. You need to be the finished product now, which is hard to do. So I, I'm going to agree with that one because the void is there, and there's he's the, the void he's is gotta, there. He's got to be the guy. And and the one thing you're finding out, we're doing these Husker Classic recaps. When you look at all these games where Nebraska was good, guess what the common denominator behind almost all these teams are? They have a good D line. Yeah, all of them. Yep. You in the Big Ten now, when you're taking on Wisconsin and Iowa and Ohio State and all that stuff, you better have some dudes that can hang in there. And so, if no one, all I know is if no one steps up in the D line, Nebraska is going to have a long, long year. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I put Ty Robinson there. Okay. Now we're getting to the top three, which I think in a lot of people's order is going to you're going to have these three guys for a lot of people. Maybe you'd have Mills in there. At number three, I'm going to put Omar Manning. Okay. Uh, but Omar Manning at three for all the reasons we know. Nebraska just did not have a second consistent wide receiver outside of Wando Robinson. And on top of that, they didn't have anybody. Uh, well, J.D. Spielman was there, but J.D. was different in terms of what Omar Manning can do. The Omar Manning 6'4", he's big. He, he can take the top off a of defense. I think we saw Stanley Morgan's absence, what that did to the entire offense and what it did to Martinez. Yeah. I think Omar Manning, the dude, I mean, he's the number one Juco wide receiver. The dude has to have a big year for Nebraska. Yeah, I think that we're figuring this list out as we go. It's the guy the the, the more that it's got to be you and you got the talent to do it, that puts you up higher in the or, list, or right? Or it's it's a position group that, that it has to be somebody yeah. and we're just going to choose you. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like Manning and Robinson are the two guys to me that are they haven't proven it on the field. They do have all the size and the talent that we've been missing. And it's kind of got to be them. It can't be just, oh, another guy like you, right? Because their talent is different. That's the thing is like when we're talking about Tanner, there might be three or four guys with like similar talent. Mm -hmm. And we're just, we're hoping that he's the guy. I think with Manning and with Robinson, those guys are a little bit next level talents that we also, it's got to be them. Yes. And that's why I like that those two are higher. So I got Omar Manning at three, and then at number two, I'm going to put Wondell Robinson. I mean, even, you could you could make a case for him to be one, even though he is our best offensive weapon, and we know that it's it, we need him to elevate to another level this year, which he, means he's going to get more touches and he's got to stay healthy for a whole season. And that's the problem is I you know I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth is because now when we get to the top, we are going with like I, I think Wondell Robinson's the best player on the team. He's the best player on but our football Nick, team. He's going to have to but take it to another level. He has to. He's got to stay healthy, and he's got to he's got to get to that to that next echelon. And yeah. again, we if we're sitting on December nineteenth and we go, Wondell had an okay year. Well, guess who had an okay year? Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, it just now him having a great year doesn't necessarily guarantee that Nebraska is going to have a good year. But him having a bad year, I just don't see. I can't conjure up any scenario where if he has a bad year. 
Nebraska has a good year. So for Wandale, for Wandale to have a good year, one, he's going to get touches, but two, for him to have a good year, somebody's going to have to take the attention off of him, right. which means that other people are probably doing something right that opens the door for Wandale to do what we've seen in those you know, fairly consistent flashes Wandale's going to do. Side note, and I know you're not on social media, but you know Nebraska's put out a handful of videos of virtual hosts of videos and all that stuff, and it's Wandale. It's not Martinez. And I guess, like, I've seen these things. They even had, like, Wandale showed how he went and, like, apparently they have, like, a studio where you can go, like, make a song if you want to as a oh, player. Yeah. And it's always him. So I, I think it's interesting. I think if you, like, he's the face of the program as they present it to recruits right now. Yeah. I, that's, I think, why, that's just my read on it. I think that's a little bit of just Wandale's personality. Okay. I think... I don't. I don't take that as any sort of. I don't know what that means. That like, it's interesting. It's not yeah. a slight of Martinez to me. To me, that's a Wandale is. They think Wandale is very marketable and very special. Um, not that Martinez isn't. I think Wandale just kind of is. He just right. is like he's very likable. I think everybody rallies around his his skills, and he just seems like a good guy. You yeah. know, it's like all yeah. those things you sure. kind of go sure. And I think it's it, it's it's. You know, it's like it's all we're all branding. He's branding himself, so they're helping him brand himself. And you know, Nebraska loves it because it's like it's great for their brand too. Totally, totally agree. So I got Wanda Robinson at number two, and so obviously at number one it's Adrian Martinez. I just don't know how. You know, I can sit here and you can you can I'll humor a case for Mills. I'll humor a case for Robinson. I'll humor a case for Manning. I'll get like, but it 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 begins and ends with your quarterback yeah. and it begins and ends with the guy who I still think is going to be the guy and a guy that I still believe in. And that's Adrian Martinez. I mean, we, we can't forget that they were, we were, we were all talking about the Heisman trophy with this guy less than uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah. 13, 13 months ago. Thir it's like we're recording this on October 1st. 13 months ago. We're talking about Heisman we're Trophy. About Heisman Trophy with this guy. So, so even though last year didn't go as, as planned, um, this guy's this guy's not just an, another guy. He he is a really good player uh, who's got a ton of potential, throws a great ball, who he needs to find some of the same sauce he was he was taking that that first yes. year. Some of that, whatever it was that he was he was playing a little faster, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more confident. Um, part of that's being healthy. Part of that's feeling like you got somebody to throw it to, um, and just get, getting your own confidence back. So, I, I think it, that I think that this is the season goes off of this guy totally. I mean, and I also think like there were a lot of things working against Martinez last year. I mean, they needed they they got worse around him, not better. Their running back yes. situation, I mean, Mills didn't come on until later in the season. Maurice Washington was going through his stuff, and he ultimately yep. leaves the team. They lose Stanley Morgan. They have nobody that steps in his place that can that is a big-body, deep threat to extend the defense. By the way, they have a first-time center that's never played center in his life. The, he's having to jump to catch every single snap, which throws off your timing and makes you thinking about that instead of reading the defense. And he was hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. So I just think if dude is healthy and Mills is solid and Manning hits and Jurgens is better, well, guess what? He's going to be better. Yeah. 
if everything's better around him, he's gonna he's gonna perform at a level that I think people it's gonna people be surprised. I think if I things agree. if things get rolling for him, he can be really good. So there you go, ten. My 10 most important Huskers. It's it's kind of an interesting conversation because you can go cross-eyed with how you want to define important. But I yeah. think it's more so than anything else, I just wanted food for thought for people to get them thinking about the team and thinking about all the different holes that, that are there, gaping holes, that dudes need to step up. Kicker, outside linebacker, D-line, uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Like, I don't know that we've ever had an off-season where we felt like entire position groups like we didn't I mean between the receivers and the outside linebackers and even a little bit the defensive line I mean they are replacing though like across the board it, it's crazy how those kind of three positions were we've just been going like we really have no feel right for what it's going to be like that's never been the case it's always been like well these two guys in play, this one guy's added. We know, he, like, we know, like, we don't know about a lot of these. Guys. Nebraska is without question one of those teams that has way more questions than answers. Yeah. And that's, that makes for interesting lists and conversations like this. Yeah. And I, I got to think, though, that these, we got a lot of new people. I, I got to think that these extra film sessions and, like, I feel like they've had some time at least where, if you haven't figured out the the base playbook by now, you're just not listening because you've had time. Where sometimes these new guys come in and it's a fall camp and you know, yeah, you got two or three weeks, your yeah. head spinning, you're taking classes and it, there's a lot thrown at you. These guys have there's one sort of silver lining it's that they've been there a long time. They've had a lot of these sort of individual sessions and half practices whatever they are. And film sessions, like lots of film, lots of like these new guys should understand the playbook totally better than the average freshman. Totally or average agree. JUCO guy. So, you know, now it's going to be a matter of like they're putting the pads on this week. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit. And you saw in those first handful of football games, the teams that knew how to be physical and actually tackle were really, really seeing advantages. Yeah. If you just know. Like, this is a year where if you're – every year – it sounds lame, but every year fundamentals are important. Blocking, tackling, holding onto the ball, all that stuff goes a long ways. Yeah. But I even think in this year, it's like double, doubly important. Like, two times more important than it normally is. Just if you can block, tackle, hold onto the ball – all that, you're, you're, you're already at an advantage. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of game one already against Ohio State. The right? Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes. If we come out and we play smart football, we execute our base things well, and we're fundamentally sound, we can tackle, we can block, I, there's no doubt in my mind we should be able to be in that first game. Well, they're gonna, I think they're going to be able to score points. We should be able to no score Chase points. No Chase Young. No, you know what I mean? They lost some defenders. But, but I mean, the question is, is like when all of a sudden you get an Ohio State caliber guy blocking you right. or running routes on you. Or you got to tackle. Or you got to tackle them in the open field. Like, are you ready to do those things now after a, a year of not doing those things? Right. That's, I think they haven't put on the pads, the full pads in since last November. No, last November. They didn't get think, they didn't get those winter practices that. or bowl game. They didn't get spring ball. So th- that's my worry against Ohio State is not so much like, oh, are we ready to 
scheme and do all these things. Like it's like, are we ready to do very fundamental things right. well? Right. Totally agree. So in review, my ten more sporting kickers. Uh, number ten, whoever the kicker is. Number nine, Luke McCaffrey. Number eight, Deontay Williams. Number seven, Cam Jurgens. Number six, Dedrick Mills. Number five, Caleb Tanner. Number four, Ty Robinson. Number three, Omar Manning. Number two, Wondell Robinson. And number one, Adrian Martinez. Kind of gets you crunk about the team. Oh, huh? it gets thinking. It gets your mind going. You know. Who are you most excited before we before we sign off here? Who are you most player you like when we sit we'll probably watch the game together ohio state nebraska when we who are we most excited to watch oh omar manning for yeah, sure i mean i want first play just send the guy in a nine round. i think everybody knows in the <laughs> would it be fair to say like if you were to go like you know we're taking let's say they pass that legislation where nebraska can gamble right oh yeah the gamble it's, it's gonna be on the ballot yeah right so let's say we can gamble in november yeah well i guess end of the month whatever um Within the first 10 offensive scripted plays, what are the chances there's a deep ball to Manning? For real. Like deep post or deep fly? 100%. You think, I think it's there's 100%? 100% chance. I, I, I just, uh, that is my feeling. I was like, I, there's no way that's not coming. Well, you bring him in for what he can provide. It's what you need. And then beyond all that, sometimes... I always felt like sometimes you want to prove as an offense to the defense, like, hey, even if we don't complete it, like, dude, we are willing to throw this. Yeah, have somebody deep all day, right? Somebody yeah, over like, the top, because hey, we do this now. I hope first play of the game against Ohio State, Sean Wade is matched up with Omar Manning. And it is just simple play action to Mills, Martinez, two-step, nine route down the sideline, touchdown, we're off to the races. Is that... Too much to ask? I don't think it is. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I love it. All right. There we go. Uh, beat key. I want you to get your thinking cap going a little bit on like ways to, I mean, cause we, I mean, we're, we're three, basically three, a little over three weeks away, brother. It's going to feel weird to see oh, football it's gonna, back. Oh, God, oh. It's going to be exciting. All right. 10 most important Huskers. Uh, as my man, Jay Z said once, this is food for thought. You do the dishes. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.